in the Cave Springfield, we're going to do something that we've done once before. You might remember at the end of Season 3, we had an episode in which we looked for a missing comic book. In many ways, what I've now understood to be James's Rosebud, an issue of the Simpsons comic published in Australia, in which James had his first piece of writing published. I sat down to do my own investigative episode because I found out that the Simpsons comic has just released its last issue. And I think that this serves not only as an interesting full circle to the earlier episode, but I think it's important for the for the history of this podcast that we managed to get our hands on one. Would I be able to do it? Is it possible to track down one of these issues of the, well, specifically the last issue of the Simpsons comic? Maybe we won't know. Maybe we'll have a series of wacky hijinks and interviews full of misleads. Maybe I'll just need Nick, to... Nick, yeah. I, I, I bought the issue. What? I, I went to a comic shop and just bought the issue. Went to a comic shop? They had like 15 copies. That was not on my list of things to check. Yeah. All I right. walked right in. It was just like a, a thought I just had one day. I walked in. They had many copies. It was $7. How long have you been here for? Were you there when I was in that whole soliloquy? Ah, well, you know. Sometimes I walk in and you're just talking to yourself and I just leave you be. All right, well, I guess we'll look at the last episode of The Simpsons podcast. Stop calling it an episode. Fuck. (laughs) Shit. All right. All right. So today on this Eat My Shorts episode of Pods. In the Key, Springfield. Comics. We're looking at the last episode. Issue of the Simpsons comic. Yep, issue which, 245. Which, depending on how James has edited me, you'll either hear me say issue once, or you might hear me say episode five times, because apparently I don't know the nomenclature of comics. So we're going to read through this one, and we're going we're gonna to reenact. Maybe not reenact fully, but we're going to explain what's happening on the page. Okay, sure. Shall we take turns in opening to random pages? Sure. Well, not random pages on page one it's oh, a comic oh, book okay <laughs> oh wait is this a panel by panel comic yeah w- why did I think it was not that <laughs> what did you think this was I you think it was like the dandy or the beano no I thought it was like I actually thought it was like a fanzine <laughs> fanzine <laughs> the officially published yeah Matt Groening is the publisher of this thing bullshit look you want me to, look I can show you it's... why does Matt Groening need a fanzine <laughs> Doesn't look Bongo Cummings, Matt Groening, publisher, publisher. Yeah. So, you know, I hear he works for Pendant. <laughs> so this is the final issue of the Simpsons comic, and as people who have listened to the episode with Alex Goldman on it will know, I used to read this comic as a kid. Very, very big of you to say the episode with Alex Goldman <laughs> on it. He's in it for a tiny bit. Yeah. Well, actually, if you look at the front cover, there's like a collage of past issues. Oh, is this, is this related to the episode that we just reviewed, Homer Goes to Collage? <laughs> yes. But you can see, look, there's the issue that my letter was oh, published yeah. in right behind Marge's head. The Crustyman. Yes. And then on the back, there's a whole bunch. And then inside, they've got like every... every oh, wow. Hey, every there's, cover a, Jaws, there's a Jaws parody. Mamma Mia. Mamma Mia. Is there a Mario parody? 
Yeah, I recognize a lot of these past issues from my days reading the comic as a kid. I reckon... When did I... I I would have stopped reading somewhere around here, which would have been about 98. Sure. I know that's not good optics because the people listening cannot see. I feel like at a certain point they stopped publishing it in Australia. Because when I was younger, you had like an Australian... I guess, I don't know, somebody was publishing it here, whereas... Basically, every comic now is imported, I believe. I see. And this is an imported American copy of yes. the final issue. So, let's have a look. Inside, we have the letter page. Ooh, let's see if they publish any of my letters. Ooh, there are some very... <laughs> I... Okay, so in the very first page, junk mail, bit of a brutal header. Yep. You've got some very childlike drawings of various symptoms characters. Mm. My query is... One of them is Bart pointing a gun at Homer's knee, or possibly his dick. Possibly his dick. My concern with this, though... Yep. Kids aren't reading this comic anymore. Who's drawing those? (laughs) I think these are only kids are reading this comic, is the takeaway from this. I refuse to believe that children are actually reading this. I think those drawings are doctored up. (laughs) What are you basing this on, having not read a single page yet? I, I just... I mean, maybe The Simpsons is still popular. I actually think it's not. I think it's mostly popular with children, though, these days. Whereas it used to be popular largely with adults. Uh, Sure. So this uh, the story in this issue of Simpsons comic, which was written by Nathan Kane, by the looks of things, drawn by Rex Lindsay. Is he a citizen? (laughs) He could be. Excellent. Uh, It's called Bye Bye Bunny. Like Bye Bye Birdie, but with a bunny? Sure. So that that's hilarious to me. Yes. Let's read it. Sorry, it's interesting to me that... It, so, uh, writer slash editor is Nathan Citizen Kane. Yep. The pencils guy is Rex Lindsay. Inks is Andrew... Was that Pepti? <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter. And then Colours is by Art Villanova. Yeah. Colours done by Art. Yeah, that's pretty good. So meta. It is meta. Yeah. Remember meta, the word people used to use before they used the word inception? Oh, so random. Bye-bye, Bunny. So we got Homer, he's bursting in the door, he's looking very uh, energetic, very dynamic, and he's saying, Woohoo! So long, Stinktown. Pack your bags, everyone. The Simpsons are out of here. My name's Homer. Yes. Yeah. Word for word, retelling of what he says there. Oh, thank you. Jeez, Jesus. <laughs> Oh, what? You want us to read every fucking frame of this? Probably not, no. Alright, give me the gist of pages two through three. Okay, Homer walks in. Hey, where is everyone? Marge, kids, your hardworking husband slash father is home early with tidings of joy for his beloved family. Hmm, I guess they went out. Looks like old Homer J will have to patiently wait here until they get back. Slams the door. Nuts to that. I'm going to Moe's. So long, stink house. Then so ne- is the implication that the Simpsons are moving out of their house here? I think that's the news that Bar- the that Homer is going to break to them. Okay. And then we cross to Meanwhile at the Springfield Mall. Meanwhile at the mall. Okay, so the family is going shopping and uh, the kids are jubilant about it. They're very happy about this special day that's apparently planned. So Good use of the word jubilant. Thank you. Lisa's buying a copy of Angela Budden against, uh, again with the unicorns, and Bud is buying a little instigator slingshot. What is he, some kind of an instigator? So the kids are pretty happy, they're getting presents, Maggie's also getting one. Your sister and I have a very special bond. I think I know exactly what she wants, Marge says, 
and they go into a pet shop. Oh, well, this is nice so far. It's very nice so far. I'm hoping for some, you know, some japes, some comedy. Maybe, like, somebody mm. gets a pie thrown in their face or something. Mm, I don't want any of those things. You want to jump back in? I'd love to jump back in. So, what, well, we're in a pet shop now. Lisa <coughs> says, oh, they're all so cute. But, oh, fuck, am I going to do voices? I can't do the voices of the kids. Bart says, cute schmoot. Let's get something awesome. Maybe a boa constrictor, Komodo dragon. Cute red schmoot. Now that's funny. Red bottom baboon. Red bottom. Red ass baboon. Um, although we do already have one of those at home. He's talking about Homer's little bum. That's clever. Yep. And then Marge says, hush, Bart. Excuse me. I'm looking for the cutest animals you have. And then, has that guy got a, like, that, that smart-ass guy? Has he got a name? Smart-ass salesman? Uh, yeah, he's the, the guy with the funny voice. He's the guy that goes, yes, ma'am, right oh, this way. Oh, I'm the guy over here. But they need to be in the $10 range. Finances are, are a little tight right now. Okay, please don't do that voice. <laughs> oh. And then this guy says, steak? And Marge says, money's too, too tight, tight for steak. steak. Money's too tight to mention. Uh, lady, we got cute, we got cheap, but we don't got cute and cheap. Try our discount section the next aisle over. Yeah, some weird animals oh, here. Oh, and then how's this for a phrase? Maybe there's something there that hunks your pineapples. Okay. So I'm looking at these animals on the next page they're looking at. We got like a Donald Duck sort of thing. Yeah, so there's a we duck got, in a sailor's hat. We got something that's a cross between a fish and Garfield. Uh, well, it's, it's like Blinky if Blinky was a bipedal axolotl. Yes. <laughs> Could use a bipedal there. <laughs> Thank you. And then there's a frog with several arms. Too many arms, in my opinion. Too many arms. And then, oh my goodness, what do we have here? Oh, what's Looks it like we're be? about to find something. Oh, it's a, it's a bunny rabbit with, with only one with ear. one ear. It's just like Life in Hell. It's like Blinky from Life in Hell. Blinky Bill. And like how Marge was originally going to have ears under her hair in the original draft for The Simpsons. How do we know that it's not just a bunny with like a sassy ponytail ears situation? Because it's a Matt Groening comic, bro. It's going to be the bunny with one ear, dog. Oh, right. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Chief. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, so, look, they, they, they pick up the bunny... Uh, but frightens the bunny It jumps right into Maggie's arms Maggie hugs the bunny It's all very cute Again I'm waiting for Like look this is a comic book So I'm hoping Batman will pop up at some point I think we're going to see Batman in this issue somewhere Is the bunny wearing a cowl? Not yet Is it a dark knight of justice? Uh, I mean they're hinting at it This could be like an origin story for a spin-off comic An origin story right So look they're going to they're gonna buy this uh, bunny And the guy says fine Oh, I'll give you your complimentary Gaga counter over here. That's Gaga how he talks, counter. right? Yeah. Gaga counter. I guess the implication is that the bunny has some sort of uh, radiosity. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yes, tremendous. Some kind of uh, nuclear half-life. Yeah, so Homer Homer goes to Moe's tavern, and Moe says, Ah, oh, what are you doing here so early, Homer? I ain't complaining, Where? but usually much later you get wrecked. Uh, nah, I'm Moe. So, look. Question. Yes. Geiger counters measure the emission of radioactive isotopes. Yes. The way that we refer to how quickly a material disposes of its radioactive isotopes is referred to as its half-life. Mm. Geiger counter. Is this comic Half-Life 3? 
Oh, shit. Fuck. You think maybe the entire series is leading up to this? I think it might have been. You think they've been planting the seeds since part one? Yeah, I think they have. What was the um, What was the name of the, the character in Half-Life 3? Homer Gordon Simpson. Freeman. Oh, Homer Simpson. <laughs> Actually pretty close. Yeah, it's pretty close. So look, Homer says, uh, look, the drinks are on me. Homer but why? Look, he just got a giant bonus, something about tax breaks, or took it down. What's he call it? Okay, cool. Plenty more where that came from. I'm mm-hmm. going by Mr. Benson's office later to hammer out the details. Not a huge fan. Okay, I imagine there's going to... I hope there's going to be a turnaround here. Because I'm not a huge fan of the Simpsons comic saying that trickle-down on economics is actually <clears throat> going to lead to a good outcome for the workers. <clears throat> well, look. There's one of two things that could happen here. Either Mr. Burns has deceived Homer in some way, or Batman is going to come and beat the shit out of someone. Oh, Batman. So, look, Homer says they're going to go to Aruba, or is it Jamaica? What's the place without the giant tarantulas? Mm. And Moe's like, oh, I'm Mo over here. I don't care about your bullshit. Man. Is, that, is that supposed to be a reference to Kokomo? <laughs> Possibly. Isn't that like... Kokomo, Jamaica, Bermuda, Bahama, Mama, Mama, Mama. I don't really know the lyrics. I feel like a Ruber in Did Jamaica. Did you sing Mama Hubba Bubba? Oh, I wish I had. The mother of all chewing gum. So I feel like this. What's he saying here? Sorry, bubble gum. Not yeah. chewing gum. Jesus. He did. He did mention something about compensation for shooting me with some experimental ray that grew me as big as a skyscraper. That's from the first comic. You know what I really... That's what happens in the first oh, issue really? of Simpsons comics. That's a nice little throwback. That is a nice little throwback. I also enjoyed that the cadence in which you started reading that reminded me of my 1997 or 1996 version of Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego, where all the clues were like, she said something about her shutter speed and large stone heads. And then it's like, oh, so okay, so she's at a camera, shop, a camera shop on Easter Island. How is that the second time you've used that exact specific reference? Because it's my favourite one. And then here you're like, he did mention something about compensation for shooting me with some experimental ray. The groupies fixed the skyscraper. Okay, I've got to go to wherever the fuck that is now. Um, oh, man. The fucking... The, the newspaper headline in this is superb. Okay. So Mo has a copy of the newspaper um, that refers to the story that which Homer's talking about. Remember I had that shirt based on the newspaper headline that was local man loses pants, comma, life? Sure, yes. This one, local man has big appetite, comma, underpants. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's, very good. That's good. I like it. Um, okay. So what's happening on this page? So... Oh, I'm not enjoying some of this. So um, he's basically saying, wait a minute, I don't remember that happening. Uh, why was this newspaper printed back in the 90s? This doesn't happen. Then Homer says, boo, fake news. Oh, no. Um, I'm out of here. See you around. So long, stink bar. I like that. I like that Homer's pre- prefixing everything with stink. Then back at the Simpsons house... So the implication here is that Homer does not remember the events from the first issue of the Simpsons comic published in the 90s. That is correct. Very meta. Um, Then uh, Bart... All his all Bart's comics are ruined, and he says that it's the rabbit's fault. <coughs> oh, Batman! Um, and there, look, see, yep, the rabbits, the rabbits chewing up all these comics here. There's, <clears throat> yep. there, there's some nice um, uh, um, onomatopoeia. There's a nice onomatopoeia panel. Yep. Tread, chew, and rend. Rend. I like rend. <laughs> rend is good, as in to render useless. Yeah, to be rend or stimpied. As far as I'm concerned. <laughs> 
Uh, so Lisa uh, has to swallow her own pride about the fact that she stood up for the rabbit when it is in fact the rabbit that's ruining all the things. Um, oh, this is interesting. There's only... Oh, look at this. There's only one type of comic that he's not attacking. Oh, no, it's oh, one sorry. that he does attack. He goes after Bongo Comics. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. The, all the, the comic books he tore apart all came from the one company. The Twinkle Twins comic is published by an entirely different publisher. If I'm correct, the bunny should have no interest in it. See, he's not attacking. He only goes after one specific publisher. But what does he have against Bongo Comics? Well, this is interesting because, of course, Blinky is essentially the mascot of Bongo Comics. This is interesting. And then we get comic book guy coming in. Comic book guy. Oh, I'm comic book guy over here. For what I imagine is the worst episode ever of the Simpsons comic. Yeah, pretty good. I didn't realise I was going to get to actually call back and justify my use of the word episode. And yet here I am doing exactly that. (laughs) Sure. I mean, the word issue still exists. Anyway. Issue ever. So comic book guy knows what the problem with Bongo Comics is. There are two problems that he's happy to share. Firstly, the comics are terrible. Secondly, there aren't enough of them. Okay. Okay. The last 2,000 issues of Radioactive Man have been subpar. He wears a Bongo... Uh, Superman... Uh, fucking he wears comic the Bongo book guy. shit ironically. He yeah. wears it ironically. He gets attacked by the rabbit. Um, if I may borrow a quote from Monty Python, that rabbit's dynamite. Take that, Monty. So let's see. He uh, okay. He's getting angry at the at the rabbit, and then oh, Maggie has spelled bongo with her blocks. Oh. And Bart says, "A one-eyed rabbit named after a comic book company. That's the craziest thing I ever hoid." Hoid. He actually says hoid, and uh, it's a little on the nose. I think mm. this comic, you know, it's, it's swinging for the fences. So Lisa, Lisa likes the name. Homer's trying to call an important meeting, so he kicks out Comic Book Man. Or Comic Book Guy. Get out of here, Comic Book Man. Let's see, Marge says, Homer, what's all the hubbub? And uh, Homer says, I hit the jackpot, honey. Woohoo! We can finally blow this one sea captain town. That's a decent joke. Yeah. So they're getting the fuck out of town. So they go and see Mr. Burns. And he's brought his family to what was meant to be a clandestine rendezvous. Mr. Burns complains. Are those... Oh, so Burns used those words. Yeah, but Homer... Get this, get this. Are you ready? Yeah, man. He thought that Burns said clam dusting. Hmm. Okay, so they're at the, they're here. And what does Burns say? It means I'm about to pay you a large sum of money. I prefer my financial transa- transactions to be similar to my satanic blood offerings. No witnesses. I'm not sure if we can justify reading every page of the rest of this book. Look, we got this. He sees the bunny, and he's he's perturbed by the bunny. He, he... Who burns is perturbed by the bunny. Yes. Right. And then he, look, he's showing home a footage of that time that he was a giant. And uh, as you know, one of the donut munchers from 7, uh, 7G was accidentally exposed to an experimental growth ray, and the results were rather unpleasant. There's a little bit of a Godzilla parody here. Now, this scientist man, was he in The Simpsons at any point? There's a wavy-head scientist man who pops up. Wavy-head scientist man. Oh, that's not, um... (laughs) I like that little stage direction. 37 secret passages later. Yep. That's not, um, monorail guy, is it? No, that's not Lyle Landley. No, the... 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 the, Cobb? I shouldn't have stopped for that here. It's not Cobb, it's some other guy. So what happens here? Okay, so the bunny... The bunny gets on the enlarging ray. It becomes a giant fucking bunny. Fuck. He's a big fucking bunny. Fuck, this is like Spiny Norman, that Monty Python sketch. <laughs> Spiny Norman? <laughs> About a hedgehog that takes over an entire town. What? 
That's a reference that'll play with maybe three people. Good. Okay, so he's a giant fucking rabbit, and he goes after Bongo Comics, and he's ripping it apart like God fucking Zilla. That's heaps cobbish to me. I mean, he's cob-esque. Cob-esque. I don't think he's cob. Maybe he's like some sort of cob cousin. Cob cousin. Yeah, he could be like, uh, what's another kind of bread? Just like a... (laughs) You've Not just another type of bread, another shape of loaf. Um, ciabatta. Okay, he's ciabatta. A, he's a sure. ciabatta. Okay, so the bunny starts to that rip took me, apart. Oh, no, I should have said bap. That's heaps funny. He's a bap. He's he not, is a bap. He's, he's not cob, he's bap. He's a bap loaf. So the bunny's ripping apart Bunga Comics. He's having a whale of a time. Then we flick to the next page. Oh, this is curious. James? James? Yeah? I am Batman. <laughs> you are? Batman. Batman. Because uh, I'm the Batman. <laughs> yeah, I'm the Batman. <laughs> Go for a walk, I'll tax your weight. <laughs> and if you're cold, I'll tax the yeast. <laughs> okay, so this is curious. I've just turned the page, and um, it looks like suddenly we have Batman, and he's looming over the city, right? And he's he's got this whole monologue about... You know, honor and the importance of uh, being a Batman. Are we looking at the same page? And uh, then Maggie gets made large as well. Uh, let's see, Milhouse is taking a photo. And then the two are fighting. And oh, there's Batman again. And oh my god, he killed them. Batman killed Maggie. I wasn't expecting that. Nor was I. And I'm looking at the same page. Yeah. And now it's basically transitioning into Batman Year One. Year one. And it's, um, but now there's like the added the added pressure of... The, uh, the first year in which Batman went to school. But there's the added pressure of Batman having now killed and he's got a, a taste for it. And there's a, um, there's a lot of panels in here of Batman just snapping people's necks. I don't know about this issue, Nick. Is this a reference to like, have the Batman comics recently ended? Is that what's happening here? <laughs> no. Oh, you're just being weird. Yeah, <laughs> I just got sick of reading the issue. Yeah, there's a there's a letter from the editor on the last page, but this doesn't seem like a particularly good comic, right? No, it doesn't. <laughs> I was hoping there'd be letters from Little Jameses. Well, there's a letter from the editor. What does that say? Okay, you want me to read the letters from the editor? I would love that from Nathan Kane. Yeah, there you have it. Twenty five years and two hundred and forty five issues, chock full of Simpsons goodness. God, I hope he mentions me. Not a bad run for a simple family from the town that's been described as America's favourite crud bucket. He's going to talk about my letter soon. As Simpsons Comics begins its hiatus, I want to thank you. Yes, you. Finally, he's mentioning For me being there with us during this long and wild ride. Bongo, at its heart, has always been a small, independent publisher. My letter about And our, our readers mean the world to us. I just wish he would say like, my name specifically. We're honoured that you chose our four colour funnies to spend a little of your precious time and pocket He's change really on. He's really just talking around it at this point. We're not players in the comic book big leagues, but Simpsons and Futurama fans the world over have given us enough mad love and respect to make us feel... Like we're totally big time. I mean, you should recognise the importance of my letters. I hear a lot of of speculation and wild theories from people wondering what the future holds. We can't say much, 
But the short answer is, you can count on more Simpsons goodies from your pals here at Bongo somewhere down the road. Case in point, check out our coming soon blurb below. As we close this issue out, we thought you'd like a trip down memory lane. We've reprinted our entire run of Simpsons covers. And letters I hope. In the remaining pages of this very book. Who needs more advertising, right? (laughs) (laughs) Take a look. Linger over the images. Sigh wistfully as you remember a cherished book from days gone by. Or shake your fist in righteous indignation. Yeah, because I didn't mention my fucking letter. Hush! At the one issue you've never been able to get your hands on. Do it if you like. Yeah, there's one issue I couldn't get my hands on for a very long time. I don't like the last sentence. There's no rules. There is no rules. There are no rules. You're the fucking editor, Nathan Kane. This is why it's being cancelled, obviously. And then, yeah, then there's the whole, uh, the whole end bit. Okay, so that was very good. I think we did a good job uh, reading it. I think it was fine. Okay, and now I've got this issue of Watchmen here. <laughs> Let's go back and forth and describe what's happening on this page. What the fuck? What is happening? So hang on, what is this? This is... This is Watchmen. Watchmen? Yep. Who watches the Watchmen? Exactly. Right, okay. Okay, so maybe you could you, you could be Laurie, and I'll be uh, Dr. Manhattan. Okay. So you have to say, Laurie, are you alright? I'm Dr. Manhattan. Of course not. Blake, that bastard, and my m- mother... They've pulled a gag on me, is what they did. My whole... This is hard to read. My whole life's a joke, one big, stupid, meaningless... Oh, shit. I don't think your life is meaningless. Oh, no, obviously that's what you're going to say, because I'm stupid enough to believe... Is... Fuck. (laughs) I can't read. I'm stupid enough to believe it's true. You just disagree with it and, uh... You you don't? No. But, listen, you've just been saying life is meaningless, so how can... I change my mind. I'm Dr. Manhattan. But, but why? Thermodynamic miracles. <laughs> Events with odds again so astronomical, they're effectively impossible, like oxygen spontaneously becoming gold. I long to observe such a thing, just as everyone can observe my cock, which is on full display in this comic. And yet, in each human coupling, a thousand million sperm vie for a single egg. I'm talking sperm, baby. Multiply those odds by countless generations, against the odds of your ancestors being alive, meeting, siring this precise son, that exact daughter, until your mother loves a man. She has every reason to hate, baby. His name was the comedian. And of that union of the thousand million children competing for fertilization it was you only you that emerged to distill so specific a form from the chaos of improbability like turning out a gold baby i'm dr manhattan that is the crowning unlikelihood the thermodynamic miracle but if me my birth if that's a thermodynamic miracle i mean you could say that about anybody in the world. Yes, anybody in the world, even me, Dr. Manhattan. But the world is so full of people, so crowded with these miracles, that they become commonplace and we forget. I forget, despite being Dr. Manhattan, look at my dick. We gaze continuously at the world, and it grows dull in our perceptions. Yet seen from another's vantage point, as if new, it may still take the breath away. So, Watchmen, better comic, I want to say. 
Are you indicating that perhaps the ending of that comic is stronger than the ending of this comic? I mean, that, that was not the ending of the. Com- oh. That was the ending of issue sixty-nine. <laughs> it, it was issue nine. Yeah. All right. Yeah, uh, I mean, Watchmen does sound a little better written. Yeah, Watchmen's good. So yeah. if you take nothing else away from this episode of Puzzling the Game of Springfield, uh, the most beloved comic of all time, very good. Sure. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, I think that's probably fine. Yeah, so, um, look, if this is any indication of what the general quality of... The drawings are nice, it looks pretty good. It does look pretty good, actually. I mean, it's still possibly better than what the TV show has turned into, but, yeah. So thanks for 245 issues, Bongo. Two of which I've looked at. (laughs) Yeah, and a handful of the old ones I have at home. The comic was interesting. It was always a lot wackier than the show, but then the show became so wacky later on, I don't know that that was necessarily true by the end. You know, it's almost like the trajectory of the comic book and the trajectory of the show. It's just a bit of a wacky races, really. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that comic? Yeah, I remember Muttley. (laughs) Muttley. Very good. Very good. Okay. Well, thank you for listening. Uh, we're on all the social media. You can find us. Our email address is pods in the key of Springfield at gmail.com. Where's a wazzle? Um, oh, my, my dick's out. What was the, what was the Dr. Manhattan line? <laughs> that was it. That was it. <laughs> Bye. And as we say at the end of quite a few of my shorts, they can't all be winners. But my dick's out, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Manhattan. Do you want to drink a Manhattan? <laughs> yes. All right. Well, last time we had a um, comic episode, we drank a gimlet, so we should probably expand our incredibly boozy (coughs) cocktail horizons. Did we actually drink a gimlet, or did we just pay lip service to the idea? We just said we were going to, James. (coughs) I just couldn't... Stick with me in the theatre of the mind, I legitimately couldn't remember. Theatre of the mind. It's then so before this week's episode whichever episode i end up putting this in front of uh we have a special treat oh uh, yeah yeah uh i have with me the head of the a lot of green podcasting network uh, daniel wilkes hello and i was gonna I'm, gonna I'm gonna talk to you a little bit i'm gonna ask you some questions you know unpack some of the mysteries of the network uh, get to know you a little better so that the uh the listeners could grow to love you as much as they love me and nick okay so okay so Look, um, I've been studying the great uh, podcast interview on Mark Maron a lot, so I'm going to start off. Who are your guys? Who did you grow up with? Who was big in the comedy scene <laughs> as you were coming up? Uh, who was big in the comedy scene when I was growing up? Well, yep. obviously Robin Williams, yep. uh, Eddie Murphy, uh, other people. Yep. I'm not really a comedy guy. So. Okay, you never just went up there and did a jazz set? No, <laughs> no, no. I, don't, I, I do play the banjo, so I could be a comedian. Oh, do you? Because we have a lot of musical segments on this podcast, <laughs> if you would like to strum out any of the hits. No. No? Okay, fair enough. Not for you, anyway. Okay, so how, how do you feel having the Only Simpsons podcast on the internet as a part of your network? Oh, it's amazing. Yeah? I mean, the fact that there's only one is incredible. Yeah, I know. You would I think mean, there's some all other these names would... out there that you'd think would be attached to podcasts, but they're mm. just people have just thrown names out there. Four finger discount. What the fuck is that? Yeah, who knows? Now, do you like The Simpsons? You made a comment no, earlier. I don't. But... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Okay, okay. What do you not like about The Simpsons? Let's... Well, I enjoyed probably the first five seasons, and I've enjoyed uh, individual episodes here and there. Okay. I just feel it outlived its welcome. Yeah, to me. Sure. 
it just kept going. Well, you're not enjoying season 30 right now? You're not tuning it's in every week? 30 now? They're up to 30. Jesus wept. <laughs> I think the last time I watched an episode, it was maybe season 19. Which episodes did you like? Do you have a favorite? Do you have ones that you remember from... Uh... I really like Cape Fear. Yeah. Um, we just covered that this week. Yep. 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 Just covered it. Uh, I enjoyed uh, the Homer becoming a religious figure... Ah, uh, Home of the Great, Home season of the Great. five. Season five is a fucking banger of a season. Um, I quite liked the uh, Major League Baseball. The talking softball one? The Would you like to know what's really going on? Or would oh, you like to okay. see me sock some dingers? Okay, okay. That's uh, that's a bit later on, I think. Um, I liked, you know, the softball episode with, you know, uh, Shave Those Sideburns. Okay. Uh you like any you like any joke about baseball then? That's the uh, no. The I just thought they were funny and cohesive. <laughs> Though I did, I don't know what the episode was called. I just liked how stupid it was, um, where Homer has the screamer pillar in his yard. Ah, shit. Okay. <laughs> um, and is done for well, aggravated buggery and insecticide. They go on the run, then end up in a house as. Uh, Butler and made for a rich old woman and are then framed for her murder, but it's all a reality TV show called Frame Up. Well, um, my next question, how do you feel about the Eric Banner documentary Love the Beast? Never seen it. Okay, well, that's not going to resonate with our listeners, I'm afraid. Uh, that's fine. Because it's, it's about him loving a car, yeah? Yeah, oh, he loves that car. Yeah, see, I don't have a car, I don't drive, I don't have a license, so... <laughs> All right, well, uh... Tell- <laughs> so this is going well. <laughs> tell, tell, tell us more about um, this podcast network that we've signed up to, uh, A Lot of Green. What is... Uh, how's it all going? What's your philosophy? Um, well, my philosophy is that um, you know, people should get paid for their work. Yeah. Uh, I have, uh, you know, I've worked with James for a number of years. I'm a former magazine editor. And, uh, and I know, was, uh, as I recall, your best writer. I fired you a lot. Yeah. You were a writer. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I, you know, left publishing at the beginning of the year, but, um, so I've been working on this network since then, mm. uh, working with uh, you know business advisors and accountants and lawyers and shit just to make sure everything's above board. Yeah. Um, but the idea is that it's a co-op, so rather than pushing individual shows, we're looking at demographics yeah. to fill. So smaller podcasts have a chance to actually make some money. Mm. Yeah, even if they just pay for themselves because they're not bloody cheap. No. Um, when you're giving away for free, you're paying for hosting, you're paying for bandwidth, you're paying for music, you're paying for software, equipment, editing. So yeah, that's basically the idea, giving people a chance to expand their reach, um, Mm. get heard and, uh, potentially get paid for their work as well. And yeah, I, I've always been a firm believer in letting everyone like, uh, uh, giving everyone a chance to tell their stories. And this is just another way I can do that, so... And uh, what what other podcasts can people enjoy on this network? What should I be listening to? What should you be listening <laughs> to? Um, well, what do we have? We have... Uh, let's talk about sects. Uh, That's we- about fucking, right? Some of it, ostensibly, <laughs> because it's about cults. Okay. Sects. Yes. CTS. Yep. S-E-X. Uh, 
was a, it was also a finalist for in the Australian Podcast Awards last year. Yeah. We have uh, The Last New Wave, which is... Uh, also about sex. Yeah, everything is about sex. Yeah. Um, Including this podcast. Uh, the Last New Wave, which is... Pugs in the Key of Sex Field. Oh, for fuck's sake. I can't fire you anymore, but you're fired again. <laughs> um, yeah, so Last New Wave, which is an Australian film podcast with interviews with Australian filmmakers, actors, producers, etc. Yeah. What else do we have? We've got uh, a bunch of gaming podcasts. So we've got Game Hugs, which is like an industry-facing uh, podcast. We've got 7 Out of 10, which I'm one of the hosts of, along with David Walgoose, who's another former magazine editor, uh, where we look at uh, games that kind of scored in that safe zone, the 7 Out of 10, the non-committal score. Yeah. Um, games that we think are worthwhile playing, even if uh, you know, Metacritic doesn't say so. Um, uh, Button Mash, which is more news-focused. Dicey Endeavors, which is a role-playing game podcast that I'm also a host of, because I like to keep myself busy and off the streets. Upcoming, we have Previously On, Previously On, which is about the development of game called Previously On. Uh, what else do we have? Uh, we just recorded an episode of a podcast. You could plug that one. Oh, yes. Sorry, I thought it was the same one. <laughs> Because we're recording it on the same day. There's your Like It, I Promise, which I host. Um, being a film collector, I'm inviting people on to talk to me about their favorite films. Yeah. And then based on their favorite films, I choose a film from my collection for them to watch. If they like it, all well and good, and we talk about it. If they don't, they get to punish me by choosing a film that I have to watch and then record an episode about. Yeah, but you can hear me on episode two, two. I think. Yep. Okay. The second O'Connor on. He's not even the first O'Connor. No. It's because Sinead O'Connor wouldn't take your calls. Yeah, so we've got a couple of musical, uh, musical, music podcasts. Musical um, guests. So there's uh, The Art of Touring, which is uh, David uh, from a band called Smokestack Rhino, um, talking about life on the road and interviewing other touring uh, musicians. And there's Ever Black Metal, which is um, uh, interviews with hip-hop and metal acts uh, who are touring the country by and large. Um, Mad Beef, which is inline skating. Shut Up and Take My Podcast, which is uh, kind of a sister podcast to uh, Pods in the Key of Springfield. Uh, yeah, what's that one about? Futurama. And what is Futurama? It's a better show than The Simpsons. Hi, huh, interesting. Okay. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> um, it's another Matt Groening show. Okay. Oh, the guy did Disenchantment. I get it. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Disenchantment. Life is okay. hell. Yeah, okay. Yep. Yeah, him. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure I'm forgetting something, but yeah, they're the ones I can remember off the top of my head. Okay, those are the ones who have signed on as of uh, now, I think. Yes, but we've yeah. got a, a number of others who are in the process of joining yeah. up. Um, hopefully, sometime soon, we can actually yeah. start making some money. Yeah, so if you everyone. like podcasts and you're listening to this one, so maybe you do, uh, why not listen to those listen ones to other as well? Ones. Um, I know we have at least one listener who doesn't really listen to any other podcasts other than us, so hey, now you got a whole list. Yeah, do your job. <laughs> do your goddamn job and support me. Yeah, sure. <laughs> as long as you keep supporting me, James, your friend as well. Well, by supporting me, you're supporting James. I mean, in a roundabout way. Yeah. So pay me money and trickle down. Okay. Some of it will reach him. 
Okay. Maybe. But he is in Adelaide, so that's a very long way away, so... Is this is this the start of an episode of a Let's Talk About Sex? Is this the start of one of your cults? <laughs> I don't know is that. Okay, but you're not trying to start some sort of uh, Ponzi Well, maybe I here? can be featured on it later on. <laughs> um, that'd be nice. Wouldn't that be a great little twist at the end? <laughs> yes, and the founder of our podcast network. Just like, you was know... Was then jailed for 27 years. Whenever you listen to like a true crime podcast, you're always sort of like waiting for the episode where one of them will commit a crime. Pretty sure, you know... <laughs> they're all murderers <laughs> alright uh, so with those words condemning all true crime podcast hosts as murderers yeah apart from the one that's hopefully signing up to my podcast <laughs> network they're really good and they're, they're, they're decent genuine people <laughs> who would never commit a crime yeah well let's hope not if they do commit a crime at least I get some ratings from it but uh yeah commit a crime after you've joined so I get notoriety <laughs> You have to join uh, Wilkes' cult first, yep, yep, and then yep, he yep. will dictate the crimes that you are to commit. Yeah, we wear uh, you know, superhero t-shirts. Um, <laughs> That's it? That's I can't the... think of a rest of a uniform. <laughs> You're all just wearing the Joker from uh, The Dark Knight? No, please, On your shirt, no. it says, why so serious? Um, I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, I thought for a second about what type of uniform would my cult wear, but... That's that's a dark road you don't want to go down sometimes. Yeah, planning so, out your own cult. Yeah, I can't. I can't. Yeah, maybe I oh. should dress all my cult members really badly so I look like I'm well dressed compared to them. Because mm. you know, I'm the type of person when I wear a suit, I look like a guy with a head transplant. So sure. So I guess the takeaway from this is if you're looking for a podcast network where the head of the network is unlikely to start a cult. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Voted yeah. most unlikely to start a cult because it's too much effort and I can't I think mean, of I'm the clothes. That's what took down Feral Audio, right? That's the, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, thank you for this little guest appearance. <laughs> My pleasure. <laughs> it's good to good to finally have you on, Podsnicky of Springfield. I know you've been a... Desperately begging me to come on the yeah, podcast. I'll, I'll come on. You just got to tell me which episodes to watch, <laughs> so I can actually have watched them. Yeah, you can finally experience The Simpsons in all its glory. <laughs> Twenty years after its prime, oh, more than that at this point. Twenty-five years after its prime. Yeah, God, season thirty—that's ridiculous. Yeah, still, it still hasn't been on TV longer than Cops, but. <laughs> <laughs> And yet uh, more crimes have been witnessed, I think, yes. on The Simpsons. Alrighty then, uh, thank you very much. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Keith Springfield. Uh, well, you know where to find us. Bye. Bye.